Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. In the drawing room, a group of suspects gathered. The detective has solved the mystery. Ladies and gentlemen, the butler did it. (laughs) You'll never catch me. The butler darted to his getaway car. But what he didn't know is this is a Nissan sales event ad. Wait, what? And his car is no match for the detective's Nissan Rogue or its standard VC turbo engine. Save on one of your own at the Nissan Thrill of the Drive sales event. Get 0% financing for 36 months on select models. Availability is limited. Shop your local Nissan store and NissanUSA.com today. For well-qualified buyers, 0% APR financing for 36 months available on new 2023 Altima Rogue and Pathfinder when financed through NMAC must take delivery from new dealer stock. 36 months financing at $27.78 per month per thousand financed. Actual down payment may vary subject to residency restrictions and NMAC credit approval. Not all buyers qualify. Dealer contribution may affect actual price set by dealer. Contact dealer for details. Offer ends 4323. Welcome on in. We're going to get going. Next hour, we're going to talk to a man by the name of Steve Paul. He apparently wanted to speak to us and his son was one of the victims of the 7-Eleven robber-slash-shooter. This uh, would be one of the biggest manhunts going on around Southern California right now because this guy, Monday morning, went on quite a spree. He robbed a number of 7-Elevens across Southern California. The one involving Steve Paul's son was out in Riverside, and his son's name is Jason Harrell. Uh, He apparently is breathing on his own, no longer in a coma. The family says he's a fighter. They hope he fully recovers. Uh, As you know, they think that this 7-Eleven shooter may have been responsible for some robberies that occurred up in the northern San Fernando Valley as well. I understand now it was like a coffee shop. 
that he knocked over in perhaps a, a donut shop and maybe another kind of convenience store. 7-Eleven has already announced they're offering a $100,000 reward, which usually shakes the tree a bit. It just does. Even though from the surveillance footage, you can only see the guy's eyes. Maybe somebody recognizes that uh, writing on the shirt, the clothing, anything. Oh, there's plenty of people in his For neighborhood. For $100,000, I'm sure tips are coming in, and I hope one of them works out. They, they, they know this guy, his, his neighbors and friends. Of course they do. They, they know the kind of uh, hoodie he wears. They know his eyes. They know his, uh, the, the writing on the, uh, on the sweatshirt. They, they know. But, uh, you know, normally the uh, ethic is you don't rat out on your buddies. Uh, you don't rat, rat out on fellow gang members, if that's the case. So yeah. uh, you, have to, you have to have a cash inducement. So somebody thinks, yeah, maybe I will rat him out. Because ordinarily you don't. I mean, a lot of these crimes, these murders, uh, uh, in in many neighborhoods, nobody ever testifies. There's I have never a feeling, any witness. And this is just my gut feeling. This is not a gang member. And often gang members commit these crimes together. And there was a report that the guy they're looking for in the northern San Fernando Valley that I mentioned, who may or may not be the same guy, could have been a transient. A transient that may live in his car, because obviously to commit these 7-Eleven robberies, he had to be driving around to get from Riverside to Santa Ana and La Habra and Brea. So, but, you know, plenty of homeless people live out of their cars. So, but something about his face and all you can see of it tells me uh, he could be young. I can't tell. Maybe he is in his 20s. Well, but... usually, yeah. I mean, um, older people, the older you get, the less likely you are to murder. I mean, not vast, when it comes to vagrants. Not uh, when it comes to vagrants. But the vast majority of crimes are committed by people, you know, under under thirty. They are. So, but uh, all right. So we'll talk to the father of one of the Seven Eleven shooting victims out in Riverside. Coming up in about an hour. Of course, the big story in the last hour is uh, the report that the first wife of Donald Trump passed away, Ivana Trump. Uh, apparently, uh, paramedics were called to her apartment in New York City. She was suffering from cardiac arrest. That's about all we know. And she did not survive. Uh, haven't seen much of her in recent years. She did a lot of interviews not long after the marriage ended and seemed to be in the public light. Apparently, she got married again, and that ended in a divorce, too. She was married before Trump and after Trump. She married a guy who is uh, 23 years younger. Is that right? Yeah. He was uh, an Italian actor. Oh. And uh, he died last year of uh, liver cancer. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, he, yeah, they were they were married. They, they dated for a number of years. They were married for a number of years. Uh, she's just been living the life of uh, a socialite in New York City. And you know, yes. I saw her occasionally photographed and just walking out and getting her hair done and shopping for clothes and lunching with her friends and uh, doing what those kind of women do uh, when they're she, in retirement. She was an immigrant. She was of Czech descent, and she actually was sworn in as a U.S. citizen in 1988. The Trumps were married from 1977 to 1992 and, of course, had the uh, three children we all well so, we all know so well, well Ivanka, she Donald came, Trump, Jr. and Eric. She came here uh, under uh, somewhat fraudulent circumstances because she married a guy in Austria, a friend of hers, just to get an Austrian passport so she could emigrate here. Yeah. And after went through the whole process, then they quickly divorced after a few months. Oh. So her, you know, mission accomplished and that guy helped her out. Now, when she was, you know, we, we, Ken and I started out together, we were in Atlantic City. And uh, Trump was the king of Atlantic City with three casinos. He was opening up his third one. And Ivana was the queen. And she ran the Trump castle 
uh, in Atlantic City. Also ran the uh, Plaza Hotel in New York City. And she was quite glamorous. She had a huge helmet of bright blonde hair. And always wore really expensive clothes, and she had that uh, Zsa Zsa Gabor accent. It was almost like a a walking, breathing cartoon character in a way. Uh, But, you know, everybody said she was smarter than Donald and uh, could could run a hotel better and great attention to detail, great taste in in, in decorating and keeping the business running. Yeah. So um, They were considered a power couple. And Until then, Marla Maples came along. Right. And then he meets Marla Maples. And he found wh- himself a new blonde. And while uh, Ivana was running uh, Trump Castle, uh, Donald had Marla stashed away in a hotel room in one of his other casinos. Oh. Is and, that right? Yeah. And so, uh, you know, he would go over to see Marla and frolic and go and uh, see Ivana and be married. And then uh, I think the New York Post started running front-page stories about the frolicking, and uh, that that blew the marriage. Yeah, there's a story we dug up from Gawker, what is it, in 2016, about uh, some confrontations over Marla Maples that may or may not have occurred in Aspen, where everybody goes, of course, to ski. Yeah, Ivana Trump was quite a skier. I don't think it was a civilized situation. And there was possibly some ugliness between the Trumps and between Ivana and Marla. And some people were confused because they were both blonde and they saw Trump walking around with them and they weren't sure who they were looking at. Yeah, because... Even though Marla's a bit younger, but still. Yeah, but from the back, you can't always tell. You can't always tell. And Yeah, so I, th- I think because Ivana was not only his wife, but a business partner and, and just intimately involved in, in running his hotels, I think she probably looked at this as like a gigantic, massive betrayal because she's running around working all day and night. Oh, and he I was uh, he was busy, uh, you know, amusing himself. He was... <laughs> so I imagine the, the uh, betrayal factor was intensified. But who goes to Aspen and there is both your wife and your mistress? Why would you do that? It sounds like you can run into complications. And well, according that's to the story, that's exactly what happened. But that's what he was doing in Atlantic City, too. And that's what he was doing when they were both in New York. But Aspen is a smaller place and, you know, it's kind of centralized around the skiing. So it's probably pretty yeah, easy but, to cross paths yeah, is what I'm saying. When you're Trump, though, everybody knows you. Right? <laughs> so... Yeah, I mean, you're taking. Well, then they're going to see you with the mistress and right. start all the talk up. It's almost like I don't think he cared. Is no, he didn't look care at this? because he doesn't care about anything. Right. <laughs> he cared to the extent of how much is this going to cost me. <laughs> I don't. Th- I don't think his personal investments in people run very deep. Yeah, exactly. So allegedly, they had a couple of uh, confrontations: Ivana Trump and Marla Maples. And then, of course, uh, the Trumps themselves at Aspen, where they were really arguing. Some Somebody said, who witnessed it from a distance, they looked like two bag people fighting on the subway or something. They were really just going at it, yelling and screaming and gest- gesturing. And... Well, when you, when, you, when you get busted, you, when, you know, like husbands get busted uh, you know, with, with, the, uh, with the floozy uh, mistress. Right. You know, the wives are obviously enraged. Uh, you know, to the, to the point of violence sometimes. And what are you supposed to say? What, do you, what, what, what are you fighting back with? You, you did it. You got caught. It's on the front page of the paper every day. Where, where, what are you yelling back at her? You're the one who did, the, who did the damage. You're the one who ran off. Trump apparently said about the whole Aspen stories that uh, the, and he said this, I guess, to a reporter, um, 
there wasn't shouting, but you could obviously see there was some friction between us. And a man who was standing right next to me who weighed about 350 pounds and wasn't a very attractive guy said to me, hey, it could be worse, Donald. I've been in Aspen for 20 years and I've never even had a date. <laughs> he's got two women that are fighting over. I like the part and was not very attractive. I know. He no, just slips Trump. that in. He always <laughs> sizes up people quickly. <laughs> My favorite was, I forget who he was talking about, but look at her. It's the one you used to. Look at her. Uh, you, can, you can size people up by looking at them. Uh, for those who care, the answer is zero. There were no Ivana Trump picks in the John and Ken 2022 <laughs> ghoul pool. All right, coming up, as soon as we return, we got a keyword. You know what you do with that keyword, John? Uh, I don't know, hatch it? You stick it in your pocket and run off? <laughs> no, you, you enter it at the website, kfiam640.com, and you could win 1000 bucks. coming up next. John and Ken, KFI. Fox News has a uh, graphic on the bottom of the screen that says, Starbucks baristas to get active shooter training. <laughs> That's a tabloidist. <laughs> yes. Let's just adjust to the world. Let's not put the bad guys in well, we prison. We haven't had shootings at Starbucks, but well, obviously had enough incidents that they feel that the safety's an issue. They're, they're closing Starbucks because of uh, crazy homeless people barging in all day, and now the employees are getting active shooter training. It's funny you mention that because I'm looking at a story where you probably won't know this. Where does where does Starbucks originate? What city? I thought Seattle. Correct. So you did know. I okay. did, yes. I just thought you don't drink coffee. Something that would not be on your radar and would not be retained oh, I, in your I, lunk head. I follow business. I don't use I, products. I follow business. Okay. Uh, there's a story I'm reading that uh, they cannot find police officers. They had such a turnover. There's a severe staffing shortage, the worst they've seen in decades. Where? Seattle. Seattle. Oh, in Seattle. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, yeah, I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't know you. That meant. was the point of you answering the Starbucks question. <laughs> oh, well, I didn't make the connection. Well, it's funny because you brought up the Starbucks story, and I said, oh, isn't that interesting because I'm going to talk about Seattle. So you see the I see. Kind All of, right. Okay. Uh, they, are, they announced a $2 million plan to give all sorts of incentives for people to come and be a part of their police uh, department. In fact, they're going to offer a $30,000 signing bonus if you transfer from another police department to Seattle. That's one of their enticements. That's a nice pile of money. Well, Starbucks announced that 16 stores are being closed. Listen to the cities. Six in L.A., six in Seattle, two in Portland. One in Philly and one in Washington, D.C. All hostile to police. Uh, most of them have crazy, woke, destructive DAs. Can I also say something, though? And I'm not trying to pour cold water on that story, but they have been closing Starbucks. Not for safety reasons, but when the pandemic hit, obviously business declined. And then, <laughs> as you can imagine, some of the people that use Starbucks are, what are they calling them now? Sort of upscale so they don't commute. They don't commute to work as much anymore. So they're not right. going to Starbucks. They're not hanging out well, there with their damn laptops. Well, if I saw the closings were distributed across the whole country, well, there were closings before this announcement. Yeah. Well, I, they closed two of them right near me, and nothing to do with safety. It was just they decided they didn't need them. But then they built another one. So I guess they just picked another well, location. But th this this round, they're claiming, is because of the safety. The safety issue. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, this particular. But, round, yeah, it, right. may, it may be they built enough uh, Starbucks in the world 
I, I, I mean, got to believe that. Eventually, most businesses that are incredibly successful peak. Mm. And there's a point where there's diminishing returns for constantly opening more of them. You probably you see that with McDonald's, too. I saw, I mean, I saw Starbucks the other day. 25 people lined up. 25 people. And, you know, they're all – this is what's funny is, like, they, they, they bitch about $6 a gallon gas. But $6 for a cup of coffee and you have a 25-person oh. wait. It's oh, like, you know what else they did? I mean, what else have they thrown in the coffee to make people that addicted? Not as easy to do near you, but they have uh, converted a lot of them into drive-throughs. So near me, they tore, they closed two of them, but they opened up a brand new one. But it's a drive-through because that's another thing that the pandemic bought. Nobody wants to be inside the store face to face with the guy behind the counter and right. the other slugs. So a lot of people like like to get their drive-through coffee. So that's another big business shift that they made. Uh, back to Trump. Just this is worth mentioning because it's popped up in the news again this week. Uh, besides the fact that uh, the big news this afternoon is that his former wife, Ivana Trump, has died at age 73. Uh, Iran apparently is still looking to assassinate Trump, along with um, his former uh, Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, and a big Pentagon guy, General Kenneth McKenzie. This is because back in 2020, and I remember when this happened, this was just a few months before the election, um, we wiped out one of Iran's top generals. He was visiting Iraq allegedly covertly and one of the drones uh made him a smudge as you like <laughs> yeah to say. i remember that yes yeah <laughs> general Qasem soleimani yes yeah now now they they want revenge well uh, i mean that was several what year was that 2020 2020 it's two years yeah two years right they well, were thinking a... they've been trying to do this but apparently the chatter is out there again uh-huh. that they're really focusing on somehow getting somebody into the country Remember the idea, one of the reports was that they wanted to plug Trump while he was on the golf course, just because, you know, it's, like, you know, it's out in the open too, right? Sure. Like, there's some way you can get a, a weapon in well, there. I don't know. It's not hard to get bad guys, terrorists into the country. Right. I mean, that's the easiest thing in the world. It says here, Iran has made Trump and Pompeo priority targets. Mm. That doesn't mean they can carry this off, but... You and I always talk about the open border. They might well, be able to get somebody into the well, country. Yeah. I mean, I mean, over the Mexican border? Yeah, the, 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 absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's there's two million— Biden will let them in. Two million people have come over the border, I think, uh, since Biden took over. Right. I'm sure one of them is a bad guy. Two of them, maybe. And knowing their government, they may try to hire somebody that uh, not necessarily use their own oh, yeah. agents— or military operatives, they may try to hire somebody to get in here and carry this out. Oh, they're still very bitter about this. And they they had quite a funeral for this guy. Uh, he was uh, well, he supposedly was a- arming some terrorist organizations, which oh, is why we targeted him. He was a major terrorist, yes. I mean, he was responsible for a lot of death. Right. So this is, uh, this, this, that, that's something that, that uh, had to be done. Yeah, exactly. Like in any war. So... All right, uh, we got more coming up uh, next. Oh, you'll like this story. Of course, the move in California is everything environmental, right? And, of course, alternative energies. That would include solar. And that, of course, when it comes to the home, would be about the many people in California, and they have saved money, who've installed solar panels on the roof of their home. Well, here's the new problem. What do you do with them when uh, they're no good anymore and have to be replaced? 
what do you do with those panels? It's a huge environmental mess, and we'll explain the difficulties because you yeah. can't recycle them. Turns out solar panels uh, aren't so green yeah, that's, after that's, they uh, after decay. They, after they deteriorate, right. We'll get into that next. John and Ken, KFI. Tomorrow is the Moist Line. It's back. one 877 Moist 1-877-664-7886. Also, uh, try the iHeartRadio app with the little microphone. A lot of people using that to uh, leave a message for the Moist Line. Our guest after 3 o'clock will be a man by the name of Steve Paul. He's the father of one of the people that was shot in this spree of 7-Eleven robberies that occurred in the early hours of Monday, July 11th, this happened out in Riverside, and the man that was shot is Jason Harrell, his son. Steve will talk to us after the news at 3 o'clock here on the John and Ken Show. So, uh, in the current day, anything that's considered green is relentlessly hyped. And very little. there's very little details on the follow-through. It's just that if electric cars exist, they're great. Everyone should have one. Let's ban all the gas-powered cars, blah, blah, blah. If solar panels exist, they're great. Everybody should have them. Uh, let's stop burning uh, coal and natural gas and uh, anything else with, that uh, produces greenhouse gases. But there, there is a lot more than just the product. Like <laughs> yes, with, with electric cars, we found out that there's only one company that makes one with a decent range. Uh, it's Tesla, and it costs you $60,000. Oh, and we talked about the materials needed for the batteries in electric cars and how difficult it is to acquire them. And to acquire them in the massive amounts they would need for all of us to drive electric would probably not be possible. In fact, it wouldn't be. I read something today where the hope was as they mass produced electric cars, the price would go down, except the price of the raw materials like the lithium are shooting up and up and up. So it's getting more expensive to make the cars not cheaper, and then you don't have charging stations, you don't have an electrical grid. Well, there's something similar here with solar panels. Yeah, solar panels. I mean, this story in the El Segundo Times talks about back in 2006, the state went on a real campaign to incentivize people to install solar panels on the roof of their home. All sorts of monetary incentives. And the uh, downside of this is that this many years later, a lot of those solar panels are reaching the end of their life cycle. 1.3 million rooftops uh, have had solar installed. And, uh, and I think that's a nationwide number, <clears throat> by the way. But in California, obviously, a pretty concentrated number of people did install rooftop solar. So what's to be done with them? Well, they're already winding up in the landfills. And the components of these rooftop solar panels contain toxic heavy metals like selenium and cadmium and it can contaminate the groundwater they talked to a university of arizona researcher who said people don't realize that there are toxic materials in these electronics that it's that it's fine if it's just sitting in a box in your house but once it gets crushed and put into a landfill the toxic chemicals and materials are going to leak into your groundwater 90% of panels are not recycled. 90%. It wasn't the theory they were going to recycle them, I guess, when well, they first launched this program? Somebody must have. Somebody in the room must have said, what are we going to do well, with the ones when they wear out? That, that's what I'm saying. At the beginning, there's a lot of hype. There's a lot of money to be made. There's a lot of government subsidies to be had. And you just say, oh, it'll all be recycled. And nobody ever says, how? 
Yeah. What's it really going to happen? Right. Is there a market for the recycled materials? Is it going to cost more than it's worth? Well, that all those all those things are issues now with the solar panels. It says here about eighty percent of the typical panel, it's called uh, photovoltaic, is made of recyclable materials, but as disassembling them and recovering the glass, silver, and silicon is extremely difficult. So that's the problem with this. And um, well, they here, don't really have the facilities to do this. Here's the financial situation. Uh, it costs 20 to $30 to recycle a panel, $1 to $2 to send it to a landfill. So uh, what do you think they're going to do? Highly specialized equipment and workers are needed to separate the aluminum frame and the junction box from the panel without shattering it into glass shards. Specialized furnaces are used to heat the panels to recover the silicon. In most states, panels are classified as hazardous materials, which require expensive restrictions on packaging, transport, and storage. That's why John said it's cheaper just to toss it into the landfill. If it costs 20 to 30 bucks to recycle and only because, a buck or two to send it to the well, landfill, be, what do you think they're going to do with because it? Because if it costs 20 to $30 to, to, to recycle it, there's only 2 to $4 worth of materials recovered from each panel. Doesn't, aren't a lot of these made in China? Yeah, they are. I wonder how much they cost to make. I mean, is it more oh. expensive to recycle them than just to make another one? Uh, yeah. But you still got to figure out what to do with the old one. Well, but I mean, I mean, look at look at the finances there. It costs you twenty to thirty dollars to recycle, and you're only going to get two to four dollars of recyclable materials. Right. And they said even if you had a you were able to recycle at a huge scale, you still it still wouldn't make you any money. It's a huge money loser to recycle solar panels. The website for this lists just two locations in California that actually recycle the panels, two. And they're expecting hundreds of millions of more panels to be installed in California alone in the next 10 years. So they kind of have to figure this out. This is kind of this is an uh, environmental you know, nightmare. What if there is no way to figure it out? What if it's on them? If it's well, I mean, you you know, you could use them. It's cheaper energy. It's uh, puts out less uh Obviously, it puts out zero greenhouse gases. Right. But right. in terms of environmental damage at the other end, it looks like unlimited damage. You're going to have millions and millions of solar panels piled up, and the, uh, the ingredients to construct the panel are eventually going to decay and uh, you know, get into uh, the groundwater. So apparently they've come up with a way they classify the panels as universal waste. And they can be collected at more than 400 universal waste handlers in California, where it says they are assessed and transported to dispose, reuse, or recycle. However, this, this new regulation they came up with to classify them as universal waste doesn't solve the recycling problem, which no. we just laid out for you. No. Well, because it, it's very difficult and very expensive to separate the parts. And then once you do, it, it sells for, uh, you know, four bucks at the most. Right. Well, what are you going to do with the four bucks after you just spent thirty trying to recycle it? Now, now you're down twenty six dollars for every solar panel. In the EU, they require all producers that manufacture panels for countries in the EU to finance what they call the end of life collection and recycling. See, now if that happens here, that's going to raise the price of the panels because they'll just pass that cost along, right, to the consumers, which might make the buying decision. Eh, uh, unless they continue some big incentives 
it might make people think twice. It's because some people already say it's pretty expensive to install paneling in your in your home. So you pay yeah, for it and, over and, a series of years. Yeah, apparently. then you you know you need five to seven years to make up for the cost. Right. With a, a drastically reduced electric bill. Right. But it's it's again, I, I my my hype de- detector is always vibrating. Never ever get caught and be wary of activists. Be wary of the woke media. They jump on these things. They pump them up for 20 years. And what do we always say? You know, years later, the story comes out. Oh, this is going to cause a massive toxic waste problem. It's impossible to recycle them and make a profit. So so we've hit a wall now. They didn't tell this. They didn't tell anybody this 20 years ago. Yeah, it says here, we did find that solar installers were the best contact for us to learn about how many decommissioned panels are in our region. Said a Drew Johnstone, who's an analyst in Santa Monica for sustainability. He said some contractors did end up uh, just having to pile them up in warehouses because there's no good solution for where to bring them. So some of the old panels are just sitting in warehouses until they figure out a way uh, to dispose of them or recycle them. But, but this is all sold as part of... Because if we put them in the, in the landfill, that's what we mentioned, they could leach into the water supply. They're all... This is all sold as part of renewable energy, a way to be sustainable, right? They have these cute buzzwords, the kind of words that you're not supposed to criticize, you're not supposed to push back against. Well, this is not renewable. This is not sustainable. You are going to end up, and this problem is going to get far worse, right? Because we're only getting the beginning of the expired solar panels, right? Right. We're only, uh, you know, started 20 years ago, and only now are some of, some of them petering out. So you roll up another 20 years. Oh, it's going to be because this a is huge amount. Yes. Huge amounts, right? And then, uh, you know, everybody who promoted the crap out of this stuff, uh, they'll all be dead. So it's it's not going to matter that all their uh, all their dreamlike fevers. Oh, I never think Joey Brown will still be around. Yeah, I bet you. Yeah, it, but other than Maybe that, he should run for president. <laughs> not the same age as Biden. All right, we got oh, more yeah, coming he up. He is, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, John and Ken KFI. All right, uh, coming up after three o'clock, we have the opportunity to speak to the father of one of those who was shot by the Seven Eleven robber. This happened out in Riverside. The victim's name is Jason Harrell. His father will talk to us at 3.05. We'll see how Jason's doing. And, of course, you know by now, 7-Eleven's offered $100,000 reward money for uh, information leading to the arrest of this suspect who pulled off a number of 7-Eleven heists. But that wouldn't be as noteworthy, but he was really shooting people. He killed two, wounded a couple of other people, including a man that got shot through the mouth while just having a donut in the parking lot of his car. But... And, uh, of course, there was somebody who was killed in Brea. We'll talk about all this with the father of uh, one of the shooting victims at a 7-Eleven in Riverside at 3.05. Well, 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 the news just came out that Barbara Ferrer wants to go back to the indoor mask mandate in two weeks. They're probably the only place left in the country that's even still talking about this. They they did install an indoor mask mandate in a county up in the Bay Area, but they pulled it within days, realizing it was stupid. This is like a month ago. But uh, what they're doing, and I heard a UCLA doctor, he answered this absolutely correctly. He said, it's not a hospitalization problem right now. They should not be doing this. It's not. 
It's not. And it's hospitalization numbers are up, but they're nowhere near where they were in 2020 and even 21. The last time I looked, the hospitalization numbers were one eighth of what they were at their peak a couple of years ago. And 60 percent of the people in the hospital with covid were admitted to the hospital for something else. And later they discovered that the patients had covid, too. But they're not basing this on the hospitalizations. That's the annoying part. They ch- See, they changed the rules again. That's what they did from day one. They constantly changed the metrics in they're order to justify. A, they're calling it a COVID-19 community level reading. And we just moved into the high category. I think this comes from the federal government and this is what they're using. And if we stay in the high category and in two weeks... We're going back to the stupid indoor mask mandate. No, you just you just don't do it. You just don't do it. It's it, it it's not that complicated. <laughs> you just don't do it. If everybody just doesn't do it, I don't know anybody who's who's worried about. The question will be: Will stores do it? Will stores care? Will they put somebody at the door they, again, you know, telling you you I'm, can't come I'm, in unless you put a mask on? Will they bother? If gonna, they don't bother, we don't bother. I'm not going to go into the store then. Well, that's probably what I'll do. Honestly, too. I'll start. I'll I can. St- I can do it another time. I'll start ordering groceries on Instacart. I'll, I'll buy everything on Amazon. I'm, uh, I'm, I, I, I don't. I'll wanna... go out on July 28th and buy everything I need because this may take effect on the 29th. I'm not. I, I, I'll I, last I, a month. You know, I, I can't speak. I mean, I'm, 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 our state, our county here is just filled with insufferable wieners, and I, you know, I, most people. Don't want to hear about this anymore. I mean, they really don't. I, I just read the other day in New York City, everybody's had it. They don't want to hear about it. Because right. you, you get sick, and then after a few days, you're not sick anymore. This is yeah. the, this, this, Clearly, this. these variants are not causing any kind of death the way the other ones did. No. So whether it's BA1, 2, 10, 50, who cares anymore? By the anymore? way, when did they switch off from the uh, Greek letters to these? Somebody made a joke today. That's like It's like uh, the Dewey Decimal System. What What is... What is with all the uh, decimals and and the number chain, 21.2.15? I don't know where that came from. Remember, I gave up. Remember, they were using the Greek alphabet. Right, the Greek alphabet. And it was all to avoid the stigma that this came from Wuhan, China, and then there was a variant in uh, London and a variant in South Africa. Well, we can't stigmatize those countries and those cities. So then they went to, uh, <laughs> they went to Greek letters. <laughs> And now they're doing something else. I don't know. Now, yeah. Now complicated numbering systems. Well, here's how it's explained. Ridiculous. Being in the high community level category means L.A. County has observed at least 10 new weekly coronavirus positive hospitalizations for every 100,000 residents. That's pretty low. The -hmm. latest rate was 10.5. 10 out of how many? 100,000 residents. So that's one out of 10,000? Yes, that's would be right if you want to. One out of 10,000. One out of 10,000 residents. Now, they're calling it coronavirus positive hospitalizations, which seems to go not against what you said, but they allegedly they're being hospitalized because of COVID, not that they were hospitalized for like a bad kidney. Uh-huh. And they tested and positive. Mostly it's the elderly. And, you know, often it's people who were unvaccinated or unboosted. The I, number I mean, of the, hospitalizations the same... is 1,202, that, that's... and they're calling those the coronavirus, oh, again, coronavirus positive patients. Right. It no. doesn't explain whether or not that's... Well, one story... The reason they're in there, I know, right. it's very One confusing. story had 60%. It was discovered after the fact. I mean, they could have been asymptomatic. 
but they and they're using positive. a damn percentage game, more than double but because from a month ago. This is well, a fifty-two percent increase. This is clickbait, progressive propaganda. Yeah, is what it is. True. You know that there, there's nothing. There's only two things that the uh, the media gets big clicks and big eyeballs over in the last few years, and that's Trump and COVID. And so anytime they can return to either of those two topics in any tangential way, they will because they, they, they can monitor the clicks in real time. I think I told you years ago, I don't know if it's still there, the Washington Post actually had a scoreboard in real time in the newsroom showing which reporter's stories were getting the most hits. And if you just wrote something, you could sit there and watch and see how popular your story was. Well, popularity and journalism are not always the same thing. Uh, if you're st- if you're looking for popularity, then yeah, the, the perfect story would be Trump getting COVID again. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at the. Uh, it's tough to actually track this. I was trying to figure out SARS-CoV-2 variants. You know where we are now. Uh, this is BA.5, accounting for 65 percent of the nation's coronavirus cases over the week-long period ending Saturday. So I was just trying to look up. When did this start? Because you're right, you and I gave up a long time ago. Well, and then there's a BA two and BA three. Yeah, there's some BA two dot seven five or something that's supposed to be brand new, just just bubbling under the surface, just about (laughs) to hit the charts. A new release. Is that is that Wuhan lab? Are they releasing new products every month? I'm wondering. What? I don't know what you said. It's that Wuhan lab where the first virus came from. Are they releasing new products every month? Have they proven that this? Is this like a business? (laughs) Well, they haven't found the pangolin yet or the bat. They still haven't found an animal with this particular strain. What we're getting here is mutations of mutations of mutations, and they're not even close to being as lethal as some of those Greek alphabet ones were. So I, I, this is just, you're right. It's hype. But the problem is, if you live and you do stuff in L.A. County, the stupid indoor mask mandate. Oh, good Lord. I know. Walk just, away. But just again, walk away. Yeah. Well, you know, you have the state of emergency from Newsom. And he was actually but, he was given a, a lecture about, you know, how other states don't have freedom like California does. And I saw that and almost vomited my breakfast. Yeah, well, he's talking about gay rights and abortion, that yeah, kind of freedom. But, uh, you know, back in the day-to-day world here, it's about uh, hounding people to wear masks when there's no serious threat. All right, coming up next, uh, a man by the name of Steve Paul is coming on the show. His son is Jason Harrell. He is one of the victims of the 7-Eleven robberies. He was shot at a 7-Eleven in Riverside. Apparently, he is no longer in a coma Breathing on his own. We'll find out more when we return. John and Ken show and Deborah Mark has the news. KFI AM 640. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. 
This week at Safeway, enjoy big savings with the BOGO sale, where select items throughout the store are buy one, get one free. With this week's BOGO sale, get select meats like Signature Farms 90% lean ground beef or boneless skinless chicken breasts or thighs, buy one, get one free. Plus, select fresh produce items like one pound containers of sweet strawberries or containers of blueberries or buy one, get one free. Safeway, come in and explore and see what other deals you can find. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow. Grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, only by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.